0: Live presented by Collida Health.
1: All right, here we are already at midweek. Chris Brown, Steve Tasker, One Pills Live. Thanks for joining us. Players are already off the practice field today, just a to walkthrough session, as has been the case. Each of the last few Wednesdays, bodies take a little bit longer to recover this late in the season, so coaching staff giving them an extra day to kind of take the pounding off of the bodies by going the walkthrough route, and they did that again today, indoors, as it is a good day for a duck here in western New York, uh, rainy and wet all day long. And so the bill's inside today in the field house about 50 yards from where we sit right now, and uh, that session has come to a close. As we move through the show here, we'll be bringing you post-practice podium commentary from the likes of Josh Allen, Mitch Morse, and Taron Johnson, so be sure to stay tuned for that as they kind of give you their thoughts on the upcoming matchup with the Patriots and maybe some wrap-up thoughts on pulling the game out against the Chargers on Saturday. So uh, I took one extra day off, had family in town, Um, everybody's returned to their... Their homes at this point in time. So here I am back in the saddle. Good to be back with you, Steve. You yeah. had a good Christmas, right? I know you, were, oh, yeah, yeah, you yeah. had a reduced numbers Christmas with your, right. your daughter and granddaughter. Very peaceful,
2: quiet, very opposite of what it usually is. <laughs> <laughs> the I'm army you, rolls bro. into town. Yeah, you, yes. they are bringing know, in the National the Guard. The grandkids bust in the doors, and you like pick up the whole house, shake it like a like Snow a cocktail. Globe. Set it back down. Yeah. That's what it is after Christmas. But it was great. Um, yeah. We actually had, and I told you this last, we had our Christmas, like, for the Dallas game right right. that weekend. So, yet the
1: actual Christmas was walking the park. I could not believe, I can't remember the last time it was 55 degrees in Buffalo on Christmas Day. It's happened. I got a couple of buddies that went out and walked some golf, did a little golfing,
2: um, On that, just to you know, kind of just say you did, but it was nice. Yeah, Um, I golfed on Christmas in Buffalo. Buffalo.
1: No, you didn't. I did.
2: This was you and I were talking upstairs too. Evidence for that, there was a saw it on social. I I guess it's right. I'm going to repeat it. Uh, This is the 300. I believe today would be the 305th day in Mm -hmm. a row where we did not have a temperature in Buffalo rated in the teens. Which is the
1: February 25th last year, right? So this year, this year, back last February. So it has
2: been 305 days without a temperature dropping into well below 20, and that's the longest stretch in recorded history in Buffalo.
1: I'm telling you, man, give it 10 more years, we're going to be the Richmond, there's going to be nine
2: million people living in Buffalo because of the climate. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) <laughs> Half the Eastern seaboard's underwater. Right? where Yeah, we'll, have, we'll be coastal property. Yeah, we'll be we'll be beachfront. Oh my gosh!
1: Yeah, it would be great. It's easy
2: to laugh now. Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, plenty to get to today. As we mentioned, we will hear from players at the post-practice podium. Josh Allen, Mitch Morris, Taryn Johnson, all scheduled to address the media. We'll get those to you in short order. We also have the Hall of Famer. Thurman Thomas joining us in about 25 minutes time, so we look forward to that conversation because there was, for the second straight week, Steve, a commitment to the run game, as we saw against Dallas, not nearly as successful against the Chargers, so I'm curious for Thurman's thoughts on that going forward, Uh, so we'll discuss that with him when he joins us in studio here in about 25 minutes. We also have a topic of discussion that we'll get to after we bring you up to speed on the Bills' practice updates, which are presented by LECOM, your Lake Erie College of Osteopathic Medicine. As I mentioned at the top, Bills had a walkthrough today. They will have more of a full-scale practice tomorrow in advance of the Patriots' game on Sunday. Uh, Roster move, first and foremost. As you know, the Bills had an open roster spot that they did not fill last week. Went into last week's game with a 52-player roster. They have now filled that spot with cornerback Kyir Elam. Today was decision day. His three-week practice window had come to a close today, so they had to make a decision, put him on the active roster or leave him on injured reserve, and then he would no longer be available to the Bills the rest of the way, regular season and postseason. So it was a sizable decision uh, because this is a talented player, valuable depth player at the very least, and a guy that can help you on special teams as well. So he is on the active roster. He is... Man number 53, and uh, we'll hear Taron Johnson comment on you know, how he's looking now that he's kind of back on the active roster here going forward. I don't think it's any guarantee that he's going to be active on game day, Steve, right. uh, knowing that at least when he was previously on the active roster, he was inactive for a good portion of the first half of the season as they chose to dress people like Dane Jackson and Christian Benford over him. So – has any of that changed? I would say probably not. Yeah. Uh, especially knowing the gravity of these games coming up.
2: Right. And nobody, um, unless we're not being told or not aware, I don't think any of those guys are, like, dealing with anything. Like, they're not hobbled by anything that's going to make them questionable or they're not on the injury report, all those other corners, or all that. So it's as healthy as they've been since Trey right. went down. So, you know, that's – I think they're giving the guy a chance to be ready and – yeah, coming down a, the stretch, you need an athlete, you need athletes, man, ready to plug in. Especially
1: um, when, you know, you get if you get we're assuming things keep going in the right direction here, the Bills qualify for the postseason. You're gonna be playing the best of the best. Right. In the league. So you want the best options available to you, should God forbid you lose somebody at a given position. And right. Kai, you'd be hard pressed to do better than Kyrie Elam from a backup capacity, just from a talent perspective alone. Coach McDermott said earlier today that all players on the active roster were going to participate in today's walkthrough in some capacity. Obviously, some players of note, uh, Ty Johnson, Micah Hyde, A.J. Epinesa. He said that Epinesa and Hyde, who missed last week's game, are improving, but they're really just going to have to take it day-to-day to see if there is sizable improvement from one day to the next in any given day this week. We're already at midweek, so... Thursday and Friday will go a long way in determining what the status is for the game on Sunday for guys like Micah Hyde and A.J. Epinesa, who are dealing with neck stinger and rib injuries, respectively. So, don't I don't think we got an update on Ty Johnson, who also missed last week's game with a shoulder injury. Right? Yeah, that. But he was participating in practice as well, so uh, it was we'll a walkthrough. So it's kind of hard to. We talked about this,
2: Matty and I touched on it at the end of the last yesterday's show that the team, you know, certainly they've been in the playoffs for a couple of weeks now, but they seem to be crescendoing at the right time and get and like with Kyler, the roster health yeah, you're Kyler talking about I'm getting better, um, DaQuan Jones, DaQuan Jones back on the practice field. You got all this stuff going, even Jordan Phillips being on IR, being put there, but now he's going to be two weeks into a four week window, right. and I, you get the feeling they did the surgery knowing. He's going to have a chance to get back in if they do make the postseason. Uh, yeah, so they're they're crescendoing. They're playing better. Uh, certainly, Joe Brady's getting a foundation. Or even our topic today has to do with what they're doing offensively and who's getting the ball. There's a lot of good things going on, but you know, it all comes boils down to they got to win this game this weekend.
1: Correct. Uh, and the Patriots, as we know, are coming off. A pretty inspiring road victory for themselves over the Denver Broncos, who had been playing pretty good football over the last six or seven weeks. Uh, They've fallen on hard times since then, and the loss to New England was the latest blow to their playoff hopes. Now they're making a financial decision
2: about their quarterback. That's right. Russ Wilson's going to get benched because because of the structure of his contract like thirty-seven million bucks gets guaranteed for injury if he gets injured. Um,
1: so they don't want him like to get going, injured.
2: <laughs> plus,
1: so they're going to sit him down with for the, the results last of that
2: games. game. You know, now they're sitting there looking at the schedule, going, eh, "We
1: got a two percent chance of reaching got a 2% the postseason."
2: Chance, let's, you know what? Let's shut him down and take our lumps. Uh, Broncos at seven and eight. There's, you know, that crushed them. So. Looks like Russ Wilson now he'll probably the word coming out is he's gonna be their backup quarterback, but you know, they can't take a chance on having to cough up thirty seven million to a guy who's not gonna play.
1: Right. So like essentially their fear is he plays the last two games, their chances of making the playoffs are relatively remote and I mean sure. extremely remote. Yeah. Um so they're thinking, well, Bad enough, we got a strong chance of missing the playoffs. If, God forbid, Wilson gets hurt in one of these last two games and it's something like an ACL, you know, or something that requires major throwing shoulder surgery, right? He's probably not playing the following season, and we're still on the hook for all this money for a guy that's not going to play for us, right? So, we don't want to entertain that,
2: right? And I, I'll say this too, I. Certainly, they're going to explore options in the offseason. I mean, I, I think that's got to be painfully obvious to everybody involved. They gave him a huge contract, no question about it. They are looking for an out. Um, he hasn't played horribly. He's been okay. He's been
1: above average. He's I been think. okay. He's protected the football. But he hasn't
2: mostly. been $37 million okay, right? So they're the value they have in their in – their, uh, Roster needs to be put towards the players who are playing better than just okay. Starting with the quarterback. They're going to be looking at options, trying to find out somebody. And, and with, the, with the atmosphere in the league now, you got to – if you're an owner, right, Brownie, you're sitting there going, well, hey, wait a minute. The Cleveland Browns are doing with Joe Flacco. He was on the street. Brock Purdy's the last guy drafted in his draft class. You got – What are we doing wrong? Gardner Minshew has the Colts. In the conversation. I mean, what are we doing here? Give me a guy that can play. Right?
1: I suppose. I suppose, yeah.
2: So, and I'm sure Sean Payton's going, listen, I I can do it just about you, but i I got to have a guy with a different skill set than Russ. What do you think is wrong with his skill set? Well, he hangs onto the ball a little bit too long. That is true. Tends to let the play go off script a little too much. Puts yeah. a little too much pressure on his offensive line. Needs... A a way above-average run game consistently. He's better out of play action. If you get into a drop-back situation, he's just not as effective. He's got to have some guys on the outside that really work well. Like, you know, he could make it work with D.K. Metcalf, you know. But Judy's not doing it for him. I just think he needs too much around him. Okay. And the offense has to look a certain way. Yeah. He his greatest to me, his greatest skill is waiting till late in the play and lobbing a ball up for grabs where he thinks he can his receiver can get to it and nobody else can. He is a good deep ball thrower. He is an excellent deep ball thrower, but bro, can't without live, a run game without a run game and all you can't live like that. Yeah. Not today, not in this point in history. So I think his skill set is just is there and he still does some of it as well as he and that, that moon ball he throws it's money. But that comes after the play's dead. So you're sitting there as a, a head coach play caller watching him mangle all your play calls and then pull one
1: out. He's like, Come on, dude, why didn't you
2: throw this right here? Look at this.
1: Throw it. Let it go. So you are you sound doubtful that Russ will even be playing for the Broncos
2: next year. Uh, well, I'm not th- so sure that they can get out of that contract. Right. I'll say this, they ain't, they ain't scooching him $37 million guaranteed on an injury deal. <laughs> yeah, you're probably right about that. So, they're gonna, uh, so yeah, I think they're going to bring in an, at least an heir apparent.
1: Well, I mean, if we want to go on past precedent, if you remember the Raiders did this with Derek Carr last year. They sat him down so they wouldn't have to pay him, and we all know how that ended. He wound up in New Orleans after he was unceremoniously released. Is there a team out there that would take on what would be considered a low end,
2: high level quarterback, right? thirty. He's making, he's what, a little 30, bit of an oxymoron? 33 million, 33 million bucks. Josh and all these other Jokers are making 45, 47, 50, right? So he's making 15 million less, maybe 20 less than those. Guys. I think he's making 33 million, right? Something like. I think it's more than
1: that he redid his deal.
2: Uh, yeah he got a new deal when he went to uh, when he went to Denver but this, but by the, but is there a team out there that says, you know we could make it work with him let's give them a two a two twos Wow whatever and we can make it work because we've got a roster that's kind of in place We're the what is it the Pittsburgh Steelers? I could see that. You know what I mean. So we got—we're close. We got a good coach who's a great leader, who maximizes the guys. Let's let's give it a shot. You know what I mean.
1: That's not a bad destination.
2: Well, it's
1: I'm, not a bad destination. I'll give you that. Right. There aren't too many others. I mean, you could probably come up with two or three more. Just name, insert quarterback star of team here. That's right. That's, that's really right. all really you got to do. Uh, that is the headline news from around Russ the NFL. Russ Wilson's base salary
2: is eight million. Pro-rated bonus fourteen million. Yeah. So that tw- his cap number is twenty-two for next year. That's for this year. Oh. Let me go. All right.
1: All right. Hold you on. You go look for next year while I here? tell everybody that next the year is thirty-five. Thirty-five. Still affordable. That is the headline story from around the NFL, presented by Collider Health, the official health care system of the Buffalo Bills. The other news is Dolphins wide receiver Jalen Waddell has a high ankle sprain. As we know, he left Sunday's game against the Cowboys, did not return. Mike McDaniel, head coach of the Dolphins, spoke to the media down in Miami today and said it is not a severe high ankle sprain. And he said Jalen Waddell is one of the toughest guys he knows. So he's not anticipating a lengthy absence. So, be interesting to see what they decide to do. You know, sit him this week, try to play him next week against the Bills, or knowing they already have a playoff berth, do you sit him both weeks right. and just wait for the postseason? That's another option. Because their their playoff seating is somewhat fluid right now. They can improve it. It could also get worse. It looks like. To
2: Bills fans and Dolphins fans, it's gonna be either Dolphins at the second seed, Bills at the six, or the Bills at the second seed, Dolphins at the six. Because Cleveland can't catch Baltimore. So they're gonna be the five seed with the, with the record that they have. Cleveland has really put together a nice season. The Browns are ten and five. Mm-hmm. So they're not going anywhere, and they've got their their schedule is they end up with they have the Jets this week, and then they play the Bengals with Tommy. What's his name? Devito? No, the Bengals quarterback. Oh, uh, Jake Browning. Jake Browning. So nobody is who there should be anymore, right? Joe Burrow (laughs) should be. Nobody is who they should be. So the Jets are playing with whoever it is. Is it going to be who's going to be Zach or is it going to be the other dude? Zach Wilson, I believe. Yeah, it's going to be. Zach, I think he's right? healthy. So it's going to be Zach Wilson. They're going to face and the and the this.
1: Jake Brown. have to forgive me. I stopped paying attention so the, to the Jets.
2: Right. So, <laughs> the, so the Cleveland Browns are going to go, win out. They're going to go twelve and five. Looks mm. like. So they're going to be. They but they can't get the. Th- they the can't two get seed to the top because Baltimore can't keeping win the division. Yeah, Baltimore's keeping them out of the top seed. Yeah. So.
1: They're going to be on the road.
2: No it's going to be Miami or Buffalo because Buffalo has the identical record to Kansas City. And by the way, Kansas City, I, I, we keep going back. They haven't it, clinched they, the division yet. They have not. But I mean, come on, bro, sleeve. They've got you got the Bengals this week with that same Jake Brown. The closest team is the Raiders at seven and
1: eight to the Chiefs in the AFC West. It's so bad. <laughs> it's garbage. It's like it's like Aaron Rodgers. This is Kobe how fortunate. In the day. This is how fortunate Kansas City is. They finally, they finally are in a place where they're vulnerable and they're, the rest of their division has suddenly turned to garbage, like even more hot steaming right. garbage than it's been right. over the last several years. So
2: Cleveland can get the one seed if Baltimore drops two games in a row at the end of the season. They get beat by Miami, and then they get beat by uh, Miami and – now I've got to find, find those jokers. If they get beat by Miami, and I will tell you, our playoff experts are telling us Cleveland can still take the, the division. Steelers. So if yeah, so if Baltimore gets beat by, beat by Pittsburgh and Miami, and Cleveland wins out, Cleveland could get the the one
1: seed. So the one is still in play. It's interesting. Uh, we want to transition though to the post practice podium, where Josh Allen is addressing the media. Let's go there now.
3: We saw a video of um, you with the kid, the young. LA how did that come out for you how did you know about that well I kept getting tagged in something um, which one are you talking about though the, you the oh yes call? yeah so I saw I saw the video I saw the video too and like obviously I remember being in that situation as a kid and um, I texted Kevin I go I sent him the clip I go can we get this kid's number and um, Kevin and, and our team worked hard to, to find whoever it was and gave him a quick call and you know that's sometimes all it takes and, and then we're gonna send him some, some things and uh, and whatnot. So it was, uh, I'm glad I could do that. Um, and I'm again, I'm sorry for it happening on the field. Did you see the clip? And when you guys hung off, he was like, ah, oh, that was Josh Allen. Yeah, like... Ke- yeah Kevin had told me. <laughs> How Kevin, cool is Kevin that? Burns. <laughs> He's the man. How cool is that to just be able to give that kind of
0: moment
3: a bit? It's very cool. And again, it didn't take much time. It um, doesn't take much to do. Something like that to to make a kid's day or to try to resolve a problem that that happened. And um, you know the the fact is you can't make everybody happy. You know we got we got things to do, and this even goes back to like training camp and stuff. I wish I could sit there and sign every single you know autograph and and, and everything for these kids, but um... you know we get we got jobs to do, and sometimes that it, that it, it happens. But I'm just glad I can make it right. How that game? How, how you guys won that game on
0: offense,
3: <coughs> pulling together a last-minute drive for a victory. Uh, what did that? How validating was that, given where this team was and how you guys have been trying? Yeah, I mean, to to lose the, the turnover battle three, essentially three nothing. You know, it's something that we got to clean up, and um, most teams in that situation don't win that game. But you know, we got a resilient group. Um, Our defense played their their tails off and gave us a chance there at the end. And then obviously you saw Ed Oliver go ahead and end the game um, on that last drive, essentially. So would love to not be in that situation. Uh, Would love to put the game away earlier. Uh, We had our opportunities, and and we missed them early on in the game. But, again, to kind of be backs against the wall, I think it was kind of a microcosm of our season of what's going on right now. You know, putting our best football on the field um, when it matters the most. Jo- and Sean said, as Josh goes, we usually work. do. You, we went through
4: that whole low positive thing and, and, and the energy thing, and I don't want to make a big deal of that, but do you feel that you're wearing your heart on your sleeve, your emotions a little bit
3: more uh, now and, and the team is following? Do you get that sense? Um, Maybe a little bit. I'm just, At the end of the day, I'm just trying to be be me, and that's, that's all I can be.
4: The tape from the first game against the Patriots, and like how where the offense is now, are there big differences that stand out to you? Like when, like I guess, how much
0: has this team and offense kind of, and you developed since that game?
3: Yeah, I, th- I think we've grown as a group collectively, you know. And I don't want to take credit away from them. Their 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 defense is playing at a very high level. They got guys that are smart. They can play multiple positions. Um, they're rushing the passer very well right now. And it's a Bill Belichick coach team, so we we got to take that into account and um you know the fact that we lost game 1 i think tells these guys like we got to we got to put our best stuff out in the field or we're not going to win this game and um you know frankly it's a game that we need to win and they know that we know that you know if if i'm in the new england patriots locker room i'm i'm looking to to ruin their season and, you know an opponent's um playoff hopes are on the line division rival um you know so they're going to be ready to go i can, i can guarantee you that so that in turn makes us have to be ready to go as well. And you know, with the guys that we have in this locker room, um, you know, I have very little doubt that we we will be ready to go. We'll, we'll, we're going to have to rely on our, our veteran, our vet leadership, and, um, and our coaching staff, and put together a good game plan, have a good week of practice. But we got to be ready to go.
2: When you are not on the same page as Steph throughout a game, a few times here or there, just misconnection. Take us through the conversations on the sidelines between the two. Is it spoken at all? Do you talk about anything? Do you just kind of know that it's going to happen.
3: Yeah, we, we talk about it. Um, and I think just having that open line of communication, like on the deep shot, on the interception, you know, if I would just sat at my feet and just chucked one up and let him run under it, um, it's a different story right now. So, um, you know, we're, we're just trying to win football games at the end of the day, no matter how we do it. And obviously we've, we've paid more attention to the run game. Um, but you know, it's, it's Stefan Diggs, you know, we got it. We got to get him the ball. got to get him the ball and allow him to make plays for us. And, uh, you know, haven't done a great job of that in the last few games. So, um, looking forward to getting back on track this week. said,
1: Josh, a lot of different guys have stepped up and delivered for you when you needed them to. I know the
3: reads are going to take you where they're going to throw the ball, but does that make you guys more difficult to defend, do you think, going forward? I think so. And I think the the game plan with us for a while was double 14 and, and make everybody else beat you. And I think consistently guys have now shown that they can step up and make those plays you talk about you know Gabe in this last game Dalton and Dawson you talk about Khalil Shakur um and then you know James Cook coming out of the backfield too so I think it's it's to a point now where it's I don't know how beneficial it is to double 14 uh, because some of the other guys are making plays so you know when we have our opportunities we just gotta we gotta execute them And I think it comes down to whoever plays best on Sunday and um you know, we gotta, we got to put our best foot forward. How
0: did you, how did
3: you see Cleo there? All that, you're backpedaling. You've got two guys in your face. Did you see him there? I did. I did. Um, yeah. Again, Cleo's the guy that's going to be exactly where he needs to be on every single play. Um, he's extremely smart. He's extremely reliable. Um, I was just hoping that the safety or the guy that was covering him went over the top of the post, and thankfully he did and allowed us to, to make a play. And, you know, we're one uh, – Millisecond away from scoring a touchdown there with his second effort. And I know he got touched down barely at the last second, but um, allowed us to run out the clock there too at the end.
5: Okay. You know, based on what we saw in college, he was a downfield field structure for, for, for them, for Utah.
1: We haven't really seen much of that here. He hasn't been able to really make those plays downfield. Is that something you guys need to get incorporated into the office and use him more in that role maybe?
3: I mean, I'd love to, yeah, I'd love to, throw it downfield to all of our guys um you know we understand that's part of his strengths and you know as a rookie and just coming in learning the game um learning our offense and just finding more ways to get him involved um but yeah that's we want to utilize all of our all of our guys strengths and um you know that's up to up to me and the, the coaching staff and, and figuring out what that is and you know the coaching staff really to, to who to put where on on what certain routes um so again, it's it's tough because you want to get everybody the ball, but there's only one that, one ball that goes around. Um, but definitely, we'd love to see you know him especially get downfield and make some plays for us, and that uh, goes for all of our guys really.
0: What would you like? Best about what you've seen through 15 games, whatever.
3: Uh, I think this is how smart he is. Um, you know, finding windows in zone. You know, using the defenders' leverage against him. And then again, after every single play, if if you watch where the ball goes and then watch what 86 does after the ball goes there. He's running to the ball. He's following. He's trying to spring extra blocks. Um, he plays football the right way. And, you know, when you have a guy that works hard, he's smart, doesn't complain, he's going to find himself in some pretty good opportune um, moments. And you um, know, i got no doubt that he's going to make those plays for us.
1: All right, so that's Bill's quarterback, Josh Allen, addressing the media after the walkthrough practice today. Steve and I take a break here, but when we come back, Joining us in studio, the Pro Football Hall of Famer, Thurman Thomas. Joining us here on One Bills Live, presented by Collider Health, it's Buffalo Bills Radio. All right, welcome back to One Bills Live. Chris Brown, Steve Tasker, and the Hall of Famer, Thurman Thomas, joining us in studio. As he does on a weekly basis. You have a good Christmas, therm? Had a great Christmas. Yep. Everybody
4: oh, in? Everybody's in. Yeah. All the grandbabies and yeah. Yeah. Just one big awesome. Yeah. And now you know I'm trying to call my friends, and be like, "Hey, I got a lot of trash. I need to, I need to find a dumpster." Can I borrow some space? Can I borrow I, some space? It
1: is to
2: your curb today. Oh man!
1: It just oh our. My garbage pickup day is Monday, and obviously with it being Christmas, yeah. it got pushed to Tuesday.
0: Tuesday.
1: Am I thinking about garbage day on Tuesday? No, because it? it's not my day. Almost. Oh. I'm running out there in my shorts and a T-shirt, oh, yeah. barefoot, dragging the can out there as the car, as mm-hmm. truck's coming up the street. I had to make just tr- tr- I made I it. To make
2: like three trips to the curb this, this for ours. It well, was, well that's forever.
1: because the National Guard rolls in at your house. Yeah. and it, <laughs> You got an army. It's like, can't even like, imagine what, like, what it's like, I can't imagine what your family can produce.
2: Like the it's like the Persian army, basically. That's what I'm saying.
5: You need your own sanitation All right. department. All right. Enough enough pleasantries.
2: Therm. How much angst was there in the Thomas household when it was like nineteen to twenty, you know, nineteen to twenty-one or whatever it was, and the Bills had to get the ball down? And- <laughs>
4: Terrified. I mean, I, I, mean I, I mean, it was. They don't make it easy. No, they don't make it easy. And I'm sitting there going, like, come on, man, can we just, we got this. I'm like, we're gonna do it. We're gonna do it. Not another moment in our history where, right? You know, there's We've no Herbert and no Keenan of those. now. Yeah, we got enough of those, right? Yeah, you know, yeah. I'm like, you know what? No, I, I was feeling it, but I was like, you know what? I don't feel as bad. You know, I mean, yeah. after the Kelsey in Kansas right. City, you know, he. I was, like, kind of even killed. I was like, all right, I, I think we got this.
0: Yeah.
1: Okay.
4: I think – because you, you think about this. These – how many times has it came down to this from them guys in the last three or four years? Something like this, you know. Uh, and well. But I'm just saying, though, right? it's just playoffs. mentally you kind of figure, like, what bad could go wrong for us? Right. I think that's, you know. They've went, lost a number yeah. of games. Well, they always yeah. We
2: always talk about they always lose games by, like, one score, and it's already close, and it's always the quirkiest thing. Right. Like, you know, the fumbled quarterback sneak yeah. or fourth and 18 where the defender has it all over it and he helps the guy catch, the, catch ball. the ball. Catch right? uh, the The Hale-Murray. Yeah. The – uh, 12 men on the field. I mean, you well, can go well, back go to and the music let's, let's go. Let's go. go. Here we go. Music center. It's a miracle. I mean, you, could,
1: right. Right. you can naturally go worried back some. They're going to reinvent another <laughs> yeah, way. Yeah, there's going to be there, some. Right? like And, and
2: listen, that last, the last lateral play, a couple of people are going, oh, my gosh, if that got cut the wrong way, you know, we had nobody over there. <laughs> yeah. I was like, they're they're one on their, more lateral.
1: Inside one their own 30. I wasn't terribly worried on that play. You know,
2: it's that kind of atmosphere where you think, ah, if we're going to, it's going to be something new. Right. So but they did. They hung on, they won it. Yeah. And then three or four other games fell the right way this week. Yeah, absolutely. You go from eleventh
4: two weeks ago to fifth. Is it? Or sixth. Is it true that I think I heard somebody say
1: that we could possibly get the second seed? Well, that's still out there because you would you would need Miami to lose to Baltimore this week.
4: That could happen.
1: It's in Baltimore. That,
2: is,
4: that game That's yeah. going to happen,
1: and then you've got. Oh,
4: you're calling it, New okay? Oh, you got to yeah. beat New England. You got to, yeah.
2: You got to win out.
4: Yeah. Oh, New England's playoff game.
0: No well, matter the last From couple, here on out. pretty much.
4: Yeah. I mean, I could have said it last week, yeah. or the year More before. The week before. Week, but you know what? This is, you yeah. know, This is the this is the wild card game, right you Coming I mean?
1: coming out of the Chargers game, Thurman, there was some outside observer criticism that the Bills stuck with the run game too much and didn't put the ball in Josh's hands enough? Because the run in the past was pretty much dead even. I think it was 20-20 to or 20-21. to Josh only had about 21 pass attempts, and they ran it 20-something times. Um, Based on how that game looked, do you think that criticism is is justified? I think it's justified a little bit. So Josh should handle the ball more to determine the outcome of the game. Well, it, and especially we were, when we were down ten. Nothing, right? Yeah, especially right. when, when we were down ten.
4: Nothing. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. I want, it, I want the ball. in this, yeah. Hey, the running game was great last week. I mean, Cook finished with what seventy yards off of twenty carries. Probably should have had.
1: They were ready for that tackle pull play. Yeah, they the Chargers were. were very ready for that. Uh, so you and know, had it, an answer for it. So yeah,
4: if his carries would have went down to ten to eleven instead of twenty, I'd have been fine with that. Yeah, yeah. I, I think yeah it. You know, we fell in love with it for one week, right? And we thought that yeah. okay, it's going to be
2: totally different, right? But also, too, it might have been a much different outcome had you not had a fumbled punt. If they wouldn't have fumbled the one run, and then Josh sure. didn't, you know, if you minus minus three yeah. on the in, on the inner on the turnover margin, mm-hmm. that game plan probably would not have had the close ending that it would have had you not turned it over three times, which right. has nothing to do with running the football. In fact, it seems you'd be safer running the football. Yeah. But you coughed it, you up, coughed twice, it up twice, lost yeah. one of them, yeah. and then fumbled a punt or muffed a punt yeah. at the other end, and Josh threw an interception. Yeah. Uh, all of that stuff goes into it as well. So I don't know that the outcome being as close as it was had as much to do with the running the ball or throwing the ball as it did turning the ball over.
4: Yeah, I, I mean, I, I thought at the beginning of the game, it looked like they were trying to, like – the force the run, like mm-hmm. we're gonna get it done, right. we're gonna get it, we're gonna get it working like we did last week. And right. obviously, with the charges having game film on that and seeing that, mm-hmm. they're like, and they got a pretty stout front four. I right. mean, it, we were sometimes running at Mac, and that got destroyed. We were running away from Parsons last week or two weeks ago, yeah, that was great. And even when they ran toward him. I mean, he's a little guy. You put a three hundred pounder on him, you're you're going to get movement if your right. tackles are, right. you know, Spencer Brown and Deion right. Dawkins. You're going to get movement, and that creates space. So, different different type of four man front here. Where we're talking and, about
1: the Chargers, and it's different again this week exactly. because you got a, a Patriots defense that plays a fair amount of fifty front, and they're also the number two run defense in football. Yeah. I mean, this is this is a group that likes stopping the run game. What was your what? Do you remember what your guys' approach typically was when you're kind of facing that fifty front? Like what what typically did you like working against that with? Um,
4: I think it was mostly. Um, I think it was a combination of maybe who was on the outside. Okay, like if if it was Jason Taylor. Well, you know what? Probably more run at him more than
1: anything. Well, yeah, cuz he was if only like Lawrence 235. Pounds. Right.
4: 235. Yeah, if it's Lawrence Taylor, I'm probably going to, you know, if it's Lawrence Taylor, Pepper Johnson or Harry Carter is like, "Well, right. pick your medicine. Yeah. <laughs> do you right. want to go inside or do you want to go good, outside?" Good luck. Buddy. Good luck with that, right? Yeah, okay, yeah. let's see if uh Carl Banks can um, catch a screen or something, you know. Yeah. So, yeah, it's it's different, but it's it's different with every football team and I just I just think that's kind of the way that you have to look at it is – yeah, you different runs for different packages, and go with what's best.
2: You come into this game; you're going to be at home. Last one o'clock. Well, at least last one o'clock, first one o'clock game they've had in a long time since like week um, six. Yes, yeah, <laughs> for two months uh, back here at the stadium against New England, week four. Now that I'm thinking brings about a, it. brings like a lot of scar tissue for this team, you know, because you know they. They've ruined the party a bunch, New England. And <laughs> well, even though they are two and twelve, but don't forget this, wherever they are,
1: the Bills ruined their party last year. They eliminated them from the playoffs in the naheem Hines kick return game. Patriots were still alive for the postseason, but by the yeah. by virtue of that loss right. against the Bills, they knocked them out. Right. Yeah. I I got to be thinking they're thinking that coming in here, right? Like I know it's a year ago and the team's changed a little bit, but yeah, I'm, I'm, Belichick's probably bringing that up this week. Yeah, I'm probably if I'm. If I'm the Patriots,
4: yes, you have Belichick. He's going to come up with a wrinkle or whatever. But yep. I think this is where we talked about it earlier. Josh's going to handle the ball. Yeah. He's going yeah. to handle the ball a lot. They won two
2: of the last three. Who? The Patriots. They beat the Steelers. Okay. Oh, wait, they, okay. they lost to the Chiefs Steelers, and they beat the Broncos. Steelers, really?
4: Okay, go ahead. That, yeah. And they beat the Broncos and on the road. And they beat the Broncos the They won
2: in Pittsburgh <laughs> and they won in Denver. And they lost by ten to the Chiefs at home. Okay. So they got the Bills and the Jets coming up. Two teams they know better than anybody. Um, I I worry about this game. I worry about this game more than I worry about the Miami game because Miami, you know, Josh just puts the cape on and Miami goes away. You know, um, Josh owns those dudes. Okay, they just play well. It's it's just the opposite of what the. The New England Buffalo game is just right, the opposite right. of that.
1: Is that because of is that because of how the Week Seven game went that you're worried now? Because yeah, a little bit, okay. Because they've shown they can do prior it against to this that, group. the Bills. Have the Bills have done pretty good against play. the
2: Patriots? Yeah. I'm taking the Bills on that so, game. Yeah, uh, I, 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 yeah, I mean you got to. I mean they're three and 14, 4 and 11. 4 and eleven. Okay, come on, they're four and eleven. And well, one of
1: those wins is against the Bills, so I understand why you're a little concerned. Yeah. Okay.
2: And the other win is one of the other wins is against the Jets and the other win you know so they have yet they what are you looking at stats. oh you're looking back at the stats, stats. for the bills bills patriots game yeah. 25 to 29 patriots win at home steven second
1: touchdown in Gesicki.
2: they had 60 80 like 100 yards right at 100 yards rushing
1: mac had his best game
2: of mac the mac had probably. 272 two touchdowns his no best interceptions. Game of the year. yeah they didn't bench him after that game yeah and you know, Kendrick Bourne had six for sixty three. But he's out for Ramondre the Ramondre had six for fifty one. Yeah, he's been out of the lineup. The I don't bills. know if he's about <laughs> this I'm,
4: week. I'm, now you're trying to worry me. <laughs> you really are trying. I, I don't yeah. think there's nothing to worry about. Get on the worry boat, I, I really don't, don't think there's nothing to worry about. Get on, on mean, the worry I mean we just boat. we gave him don't the last him time worry we were boat
1: there row. Three
4: hundredth victory. So that's enough right there. The last time we played up there and they beat him. That was his three hundred victory, right? I remember that. Yeah. Now. See? That is yeah. correct. See? Okay, see, yeah. Well, I'm 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 upset that we gave him let's give him another loss because yeah. he's up there and losses now too.
2: Let's oh, give yeah. him another loss. So Oh, he's closer to the
4: he's closer to the great more loss. The all time loss record yeah. so than he is the win. Uh, yeah, I am Yeah, I don't yeah. Josh has got to beat a man this game. Unless somehow we find that we can run the ball. But yeah. Oh, yeah. I think Josh has to be more effective right away instead of doing maybe running two plays, run plays, and then having Josh yeah. throw on three. I think you go with, the,
1: you go with Josh Allen the first yeah, probably 12 plays. Okay, let me ask you this. The last <laughs> few weeks there has been a different player in the passing game kind of stepping up and mm-hmm. delivering plays. Yeah, It hasn't been – Steph Diggs and everybody else for a while now. And some people see that as troubling because their number one receiver can't be productive. Other people see it as eh, this is a more difficult bills offense to defend. Cause you don't know who's stepping up this week. Do you think there's any validity to that? Do you think they are more difficult to defend because it's a different guy every week? It's Kincaid this week. It's Gabe Davis last week. It's James Cook two weeks ago. How do you defend this and, offense? And who does
4: that remind you of? A similar team. I'll just tell you. The Giants. Okay. It reminds you of the Giants and how they went with, I mean, was, who was it, Mario Manahan one week?
1: The, the Eli the Manning
4: Giants yeah the, yeah, the Eli, yeah. The uh, Cruz.
1: Yeah, Victor Cruz. Victor
4: Cruz. Yeah. It was always a different guy. And then, boom, who made a touchdown? Well, I can't remember his name now. Uh, oh, you receiver about? number 17. You're talking about the Super Bowl now? Yeah, Super the Bowl. Plaxico. Plaxico, right? Yeah. That- they had guys, they did it every week. They did it every week. Now, hey, I want Stephon to get 10 catches a game because yeah. I like the way he plays. I like the way he's performing. He's aggressive. He's, a, he's, a, he's him, right? Yeah. He's him. So, yeah, I, I think it's great that you can put more on film now to see. But I think, yeah, sooner or later he has to pop out of his slump or whatever you want to call it.
2: The all-time losingest head coaches in oh, the NFL. Went right forward, didn't Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tom, uh, no, it's uh, Dan Reeves. He was 190 and 165. And Jeff Fisher was 173 and 165. 165 losses. Bill Belichick has 163.
4: Well, he need to have 164.
2: He could set it this season if he w- loses out.
4: Oh, well, tell it to the Bills. Come and on, man! They, will it t- tell it to the Bills and tell it to whoever they play the following week, the Jets. It's the Jets. Yeah, tell it to Who's, these
1: two teams. Whose streak against the Jets is still alive? It's 15 in a row. Jets still haven't Where ended that, that streak. It's the longest active losing streak in the league. Is it in the Meadowlands, uh, or I don't know. I oh, don't know. I can't remember. <clears throat> And Zach Wilson is not back. He's still in concussion protocol. Trevor Simeon's supposed to start this week again. Got to take a break here when we come back. More on Bills Patriots here moving forward. And we'll get some thoughts from Thurman on his initial impressions of Leonard Fournette, who got his first action in a Bills uniform when we return. Here on One Bills Live, presented by Collider Health, it's Buffalo Bills Radio. Bills tickets, check. Face paint, check. Your favorite apple with the epic crunch, Snapdragon Apples, are available now at Wegmans and other local retailers. Fuel your day with Snapdragon Apples, the official apple of your Buffalo Bills. All right, Thurm, Leonard Fournette. Fans had been clamoring for him to get in the lineup. Ty Johnson's down with the shoulder injury. He's active for game day against the Chargers last week. What were your initial impressions of Lenny? It's not
4: the playoffs yet. Okay. <laughs> he's playoff Lenny. I mean, he's going to need more. So he here. was not in playoff form <laughs> yet. No, I don't think so. I mean, I know he's been he here played for, all year. Yeah, yeah, he hasn't played all year. He's been here for, what, two months now? Yeah. Yeah, just – hey, look, I mean, Cook has been playing well. Murray's been playing well. You know what? Just continue to let him get his reps, you know, with the scout team or regular offense or whatever. So, um, yeah, I mean, there was really – the same would There was really nowhere to run last week. Right,
2: there was really only, nowhere to run. Yeah, you know? the most successful runs they had were the two touchdowns by Josh. One on a on a that power tackle pull, and then the quarterback sneak. So yeah, uh, I was interested. And I and I we were talking about this in the break. I think the one thing they've got to do with Fournette, if they want a crescendo at the right time to get into the on postseason, I do believe he needs some reps in game. Yeah. I think he got. So to you want him up ball. this week, Steve? Yeah. I mean I
1: don't know what I don't know how Ty Johnson is. He I like limited. Ty Johnson. Ty Johnson limited in practice today. We'll see what yeah. it is. If tomorrow. you're gonna have
2: Fournette up, get him ready and get some game reps so he you know, he's ready. He's ready. And I mean and give him some plays. Give him some plays. Yeah, some and plays that and let him have he wants success. Like, yeah, yeah. That He can
4: have success at. You know, not just I'm pounding right between the tackles and this the too. guards all the time.
2: Maybe Joe Brady's doing this, I don't know. <laughs> right. But we've seen we've seen this Coaching staff, like when a guy comes down and you put another guy in, and it's natural. Let's put let's let's run the plays that we were running with the other guy because they were working. Let's let this uh, this guy run them. And what's a better way to do it is like this guy likes these uh, is better at doing other run the run the new guy's plays <laughs> right yeah right give him a role that fits him instead yeah. of trying to fit a guy into the guy they replaced's
1: role a round peg in a square
2: right so I don't know if they're doing that I. I and p- particularly, I'm sure they didn't go in there thinking Leonard Fournette's going we'll to carry tw- it 15 right. times, <laughs> right, exactly. 20 times. Yeah. But still, yeah. And let's face it too, the, the offense had been rolling a little bit, yeah. and they've got these this run game that's working. They probably didn't want to mess with it too much, despite yeah. who was carrying the ball. What was you?
4: Yeah, yeah.
2: I, I think it was. Yeah,
4: it was. The game wasn't expected. What did he get? Five carries for 20 yards. It's, four, it's a good average. average a yeah. had a long, he had a For a long guy that nine. hasn't
2: been <laughs> Yeah, he had a long of nine. Yeah. But it, yeah, it was he he did not just go out there and fall down. Yeah. Uh, he was he ran hard and, and was productive. Yeah. It all depends on how Ty is. I think you'll I mean, I, I don't know if
4: you'll see more of him, but he's gonna be that guy as long as Ty mm-hmm. showed so I have no problem yeah, so with Ty Johnson. I have man. no that problem with Ty Johnson. I'm, I'm glad he's here. Glad he's here. He's Absolutely. had a really solid yeah. year. This year, backing up, uh, backing up James Cook. So yeah, I'm. Hey, it's the running back group, baby. If we can touch the ball anytime, let us know. Yeah.
2: Speaking <laughs> of running backs, <laughs>
1: <laughs> since Bailey Zappi's been in the lineup, Zeke Elliott's been catching a lot of passes out of the backfield. He's, you know, he'll he'll play pretty conservatively between the 20s, Zappi will, and he utilizes the tight ends and the backs an awful lot in the passing game. Zeke's catching a lot of balls since yeah. Zappi's been in the lineup. Also, let's not forget Stevenson's been injured, but he's been using his backs a lot in the past game, and he uses his tight ends a ton in the red zone. And the Bills actually lost the game to a tight end pass in yep. the red zone. Mike Kosicki on the last play of the game. Mm-hmm. So talk to me. I mean, we all know you caught your fair share out of the backfield. How do how did teams try to defend you knowing how often you they turn to you to do that? Uh, how often they try to defend me? That well, what what, what what would they use against you? To well, try to slow usually, you down? um, because you can't put a linebacker. No, around,
4: yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you can't do that. Usually, put a defensive back on me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or sometimes it was the um, it was a strong safety. Yeah, you know, if we're playing like a particular team, like okay, if we're playing the Dolphins, you know, I would love it they put uh, Lewis Oliver on me. Yeah, but they put yeah, Jarvis yeah, yeah. Williams on me. So yeah, they'll bring the uh, bring the strong safety down, which he was. And uh, yeah, that are you know. Sometimes it was a linebacker. It all depends on who the linebacker was. Right. If you had like a Cornelius Bennett, yeah, I got to go against yeah. Cornelius all or the Matt time. Matt Milano or, or Matt Milano, yeah, exactly. So, but uh, yeah, but you bring in that uh, fifth or sometimes even sixth defensive back. Well, the Patriots
1: play three safeties a lot. Yeah. So,
4: and and and, and just hear that stat about them being number two rush defense. Yeah. That number goes a long in way. It goes against. a long way when you are talking and you put it in terms of who they're substituting in and how many guys mm-hmm. they come. Mm-hmm. I mean could what Jareel Peppers is probably having his best career, uh, best year ever. Yeah. And you know, and he's been in the league for seven right. or eight years. And right, but he's right. with this Belichick type defense and he knows it very well and he plays it very well. Right. So they right. could cause a
2: they could cause problems. Well their defense is Good. I mean, there's yeah. no.
5: It's, well, they get you
2: to, forget their record. Their defense can play against anybody. The problem is they have trouble scoring points. Yes. And yeah. that. Last is, in the league in score. Right? That is really, that's the crux of their issues.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Defensively. It's an offensive league.
2: I
5: mean, defensively,
1: nothing has changed for them. They try to win on first and second down, they get exotic right. on third down, and all of a sudden you're off the field. Right. And the Bills experienced that in the meeting in a, up there in the back one. in week yeah. seven. Yeah. They couldn't yeah. get their offense out of neutral yeah. until
4: later in the game. Yeah. And I, and I think if you get into it, if we get in if we get into if we get on a fast start. I mean, I mean if we're up 14 nothing, it changes the whole complex well, of the right. game because now he's not going to throw, yeah. throw it now, you know. But it it all falls on us. I think we got to have a fast start. We got to have a fast start. Nope, no turnovers. I think that's
1: probably going to be the key if it's I think it's supposed to be they right had an there. interception on the first play of the game. The last time, yeah. <laughs> oh, was it first yeah, offensive play of the game, th- yeah. which was not the only time he did
2: that. Oh, so. so, yeah, maybe not the first play of the game, but first series. <laughs> yeah, but the Bills are down ten nothing before they knew right. it. Right, you're at up home in New England. Yeah. crowd's
4: gonna be electric.
2: Yeah, it's it'll be a little bit different in, little bit because different of that yeah. atmosphere. But yeah, you can't turn it over. You can't I turn mean, it over. the The Chargers, the turnovers in the Charger game were the difference. Uh, Josh had one. And there were two others. So, um, and they escaped. I think yeah. that's a much different game, if not if, if they're even on the turnover margin. So, correct. We'll see how, and it's going to be the same story this weekend. For, All like, right. New so,
1: Therm each week, it's as I mentioned, it's been a different guy stepping up on offense. Mm. Whose turn is it this week? Do you think against the Patriots?
4: Um, I don't know. I think it might be it's, Steph. Okay, I think it might be Steph. breakout week. I think it might be his breakout week. Yeah, all right. I, I think it's going to be Steph. I, I think you know we've we've seen him the last what four or five weeks, and it's always been somebody else. Yeah, I mean he's had a role. It just he's hasn't had a been role. It just hasn't role. been the primary role. So yeah, you know what? Maybe it's, maybe he's hurting a little. I, I don't. But they will put that on the injury report or whatever. But you yeah. know what? Sometimes you know you go in these valleys, man. Sometimes. So I I, I think Steph will come out. I think Steph right. is.
2: Thank you, Will. Have a great game. I like that pick. I think you're right. Yeah, I mean, he's for his season, he's got ninety six catches for <laughs> thousand seventy and two games to it's play. been yeah, and yeah. it's been notable. His absence has been notable for like a month. Yeah. Which is amazing. He got he's got ninety six catches. Ninety six catches. Right? I mean, he, you know, he can't, he, when he disappears, he only has what? Did he, what do he have last week? Five for thirty five or something. That's yeah. a disappearing act. Yeah. He's got a guy on the other side of him who's disappeared completely, zero for zero, like three times this year. <laughs> right. He's that's got right. no catches, no targets. Yeah. <laughs> I'm um, looking for Steph to break out. Yeah. Right. That's, yeah. <laughs> yeah you need, you need, At home. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Exactly.
1: All right, Thurman. Good to have you in. Good to Appreciate. see you. Uh, enjoy it. You're going to the game, right, on Sunday? Oh, yeah. I'll be there. I figured as much. Oh, yeah. So, we'll see you out here on Sunday. That that is the Hall of Famer, Thurman Thomas, (laughs) joining us here on One Bills Live, as he does on a weekly basis. When we come back, we'll pose the question to you. With Joe Brady spreading the ball around to different playmakers in the offense, whose turn is it this week? You can let (laughs) us know at 803-0550. 1-888-550-2550. Number to get on board. We'll also have some post-practice sound from Mitch Morris and Taryn Johnson, all in hour number two. Coming up next here on One Bills Live, presented by Collider Health, it's Buffalo Bills Radio.
0: Live, presented by Kaleida Health.
1: All right, here we are, hour number two on a Wednesday. Chris Brown, Steve Tasker with you, One Pills Live. Happy holidays, everybody. Happy early New Year as we inch closer to 2024. What the hell happened at 2023? It seemed like it went in a blink. I don't know. No? Not for you? No. I was good. I mean, I, I no, I
2: had a great 2020. Well, I think. <laughs> Hold on. Let me Hold review. On, let me review. <laughs> um, yeah, it was great. You're right, though. When you
1: get to the end of it, it's like, wow, where'd it go? Yeah. We were... It seemed I was just like getting used to writing this. 23 at the end of my checks. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? i to uh, screw that up for all of January. You think
2: about this, Brownie. You and I sit here in these chairs and every day, and we can, From the end of last season, when it was such a horror show of, you know, just one thing after another was besetting the team, yeah. from Kim Pagula to... Damar Hamlin to the 514 shooting to uh the two generational storms during the season, all of the stuff that was relocated games. Relocated games. Um and you know, they finally just they gave out and they got beat in the playoffs. We sat here, we sat here all through the beginning of twenty twenty three and we're like, man, it's just gonna be different. And then they started making the moves in the offseason, we went, wow. The rosters going. be we are better. poised. Let's go. And it just would it never showed up. It never it took forever. To get through free agency. It took forever to get through the you know the combine and the draft and blah, 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 OTAs. <laughs> we sat there waiting. Finally, we kicked off with this mega super unbelievably hyped opening day game with the Jets. <laughs> Rodgers, last four play. Boom. Now here we are. We're week fifteen. Week fifteen. 16. Wow. Week no. sixteen. Week 17. Week 17. <laughs> We're week 17. And it just, I mean, yeah, we sat here waiting for this season to start. It seemed like for years, forget months, we talked about it. We couldn't
1: wait for this season to kick off. Yeah. And it's week 17. Speaking of this week's game against the Patriots, it is presented by Ticketmaster, the official ticket marketplace of the NFL. Topic of discussion for you today with Joe Brady, offensive coordinator Joe Brady, spreading the ball around to different playmakers in the offense Whose turn do you think it is next? 803-0550, 1-888-550-2550. The numbers to get on board, or you can hit us up on the tweet sheet at 1BillsLive. Think about it. You know, the last three or four weeks, it's been a different guy. You know, James Cook a couple of weeks ago against the Cowboys last week. It's Gabe Davis. Right week before that, it was uh, Khalil Shakir mm-hmm. had a big game. Mm-hmm. Um It's been a different person every week. Who do you think gets the lion's share of the action this week against the Patriots? You can let us know at 803 0550. Got a couple open lines for you there. But let's go to the phones. Leading us off in hour number two is Mark in Tonawanda. What do you got for us, Mark? Hey, guys. uh, I just want to say
5: Merry Christmas to you both. I don't know if it's too late for that. Never too late. But, uh, haha. Hey, um, I love, I know you guys just had that segment with Thurman. And I, I love, um, that the Bills offense is where it is. I thought this time last year we were just two one dimensions, either dig, Josh Allen, or, or nothing. And, um, I just, I want to see Gabe Davis keep his foot on the gas. Um, he had a really good game and, um, that's, that's what I want to see again this week is a, a big game from Gabe Davis. Maybe, you know, if he gets, If he gets going and he starts attracting uh, some double coverage, I mean, look out for digs in the playoffs. But that's what I want to see. I'm going to have to listen. Uh, Hope you guys have a great day. Thanks. All right.
1: Yeah, thanks. I, I get what you're saying. You like the diversity or the diversification of the offense by virtue of who is delivering in it. And, yeah, to me, I think that's a good thing, too. I actually asked Josh that question today. I said, do you think it makes it more difficult to key on certain people and defend you? You know, as an offense, and he was of the opinion that it did. He thinks it does make them more difficult to defend. Yeah, my
2: question is, and I can't really – I'm sure I asked Thurman this when he was in here. Was it – does it make it harder to be successful when you're trying to spread it around all these different guys? Do you have to develop or do you have to come up with plays that focus on different guys and therefore you have to practice all this stuff – and then, you know what I mean, does it make it more difficult to be successful when you're trying to get more guys involved? Uh, because, let's face it, when, you know, when Josh puts the cape on, nobody else has to even show up to the team bus, right? I mean, Josh you know, goes out, drops back, pulls it down, runs for a touchdown. You know, that's, that's not difficult. Yeah, You know what I mean? I'm, so, does it, is it too many hoops to jump through to believe that the team's going to be able to keep it going? And by, by getting all these guys involved, um, or is it? are they getting more guys involved because the guys that we've depended on, like Steph Diggs or Dalton Kincaid or ja, whoever, have slacked, fallen away? You know what I mean? Uh, have they ceased to be as effective? Or are teams defending them better? I don't know. We'll see. But no question about it, this offense looks vastly different with Joe Brady calling the plays.
1: It does. I think that's safe to say. Um, And yeah, maybe all this attention, or should I say production, by other guys makes it eventually come back around to Diggs. Right. You know, because Gabe puts up 130. Oh, wow, we can't ignore that guy. You know, Cook rolls up 221 all-purpose yards. Oh, boy, we got to account for that guy. And now maybe some attention gets pulled away from Diggs. Do I think that's going to happen? Probably not, but... Maybe on a given play, in a given series it does, you know, and he can victimize them. Thinking about the Patriots, I mean, this may be a game where they say, all right, you're, you can,
2: if you're going to beat us, let's, we'll see if Gabe Davis can put two weeks together. I don't think he can. Sure, I guess they, they could you say You know what I that. mean? Um, I understand if, that. If you're going to beat us with Gabe Davis,
1: bless your heart, go ahead. But James Cook and Steph Diggs ain't going to beat us. Just to give you an idea on how much the Patriots have changed, we already know they have a different Guy starting at quarterback in Bailey Zappi. But Kendrick Bourne's out for the year. He's on IR. So Tyquan Thornton is a starting wide receiver. We know Ramondre Stevenson's been out with injury. We'll see what his status is for this week's game and whether he's able to return. Keon White, their second-round draft pick, who's a defensive end, is now a starter for them. And you know who's starting at corner for the New England Patriots? Who? Former Bill's seventh round draft choice, Alex Austin. You remember they had him on the practice yeah. squad. He got claimed by the Houston Texans. He was on their active right. roster for a while. He's bounced around. He's not only on the Patriots roster; he is starting for them at outside corner opposite Jonathan Jones right now. Bless his heart. Well, I, you know, I mean, I it yeah. He was in camp. Yes. And he, was on, he didn't make the active roster, but he was put on the practice squad, and then somebody plucked him off the Bills practice squad, put him on their active roster. I believe it was Houston at the start of the season. Mm. So he's bounced around a little bit, but here he is on a Patriots roster, and he's starting. So right. just to give you an idea on – I'm not saying Alex Austin isn't a worthy player, but most seventh-round draft choices aren't starting their rookie season on an NFL club. Right, He is in New England, just to kind of right. paint the picture a little they, bit for yeah, there. Is their injury report out? Yeah. I don't. I don't know if it's out yet. I don't think it's I'll out. check. I don't think it's out. Uh, let's go back to the phones and to Liz in Buffalo. What do you got for us, Liz?
5: Hi, gentlemen. Happy New Year to both of you. Not to you as well. Prematurely, perhaps. But I had a thought this morning. Wouldn't it be great if we? It was time for a repeat performance of the perfect game. After all, we had one against the Pats playoff
1: time in 22. Uh, I would welcome it with open arms, Liz. I, I don't yeah. know that I'm wholly confident that <laughs> the same ingredients are there to make it happen, yeah. but you never know.
2: The The Patriots defense is just a little bit different, playing a little bit different than it did then. They're better now. They're better um their offense isn't their offense is probably not as good it's probably but worse. Uh, it'll be it would be really difficult to put together that kind of performance offensively against the patriots against this defense and
1: one of the main reasons why is because of what defenses in the league are doing they're playing high cover 2 shell or quarters defense to keep everything in front of them and force teams to nickel and dime their way down the field on 10 and 12 play drives they challenge you to have solid execution without any mistakes, be it execution mistakes or penalties, to go score points. And then, you know, they tighten up in the red zone, as the Patriots always do, and try to force you to kick field goals and hope they can score enough points and beat you that way. They were able to do that back in Week 7 to a certain extent. Um, And because most NFL defenses are playing the better quarterbacks in the league that way, scoring is down. You don't see teams hanging 47 on people the way the Bills did in that playoff game. Right. I mean, there, it happened early this season. When, A little then, bit, yes. And now the defenses are,
2: you know, they elevate. And I'll tell you this, too. It, it's something to remember for them. We should write this on the whiteboard. Early in this season, you saw, the, you know, the Dolphins were hanging points. The Bills were hanging points on people in the yep. first month, of six weeks of the season. Um, but defenses kind of caught. Nobody tackles until the season gets here. Right, so they start to get used to doing it and get physicality, and it takes a. And I think there's some symptoms there about the way the league is run in the offseason and how training camps are run. Fewer practices, nobody to, in pads. It takes defenses a while to get their legs under them. Case in point, one of the major cases in point would be the Denver Broncos. They were
1: oh, they were a tire they,
2: fire. They were horrible, historically horrible. Yeah. They gave up. They're the ones that gave up seventy to the dolphins well now at this end of the season they're actually pretty good defensively yeah and they got good really quick but it took a little bit of time so i and we should you know think about that as the season rolls out next year and when because we have really seen defenses evolve quickly during the season certainly the bills did when they had they lost the middle of their defense to injury, and they had to
1: kind of on the fly reinvent themselves. It took them a while. Yeah, but it looks like now, for, based on how some of the games have ended the last few weeks, that they've recalibrated. Yeah, they've, they've gotten successfully a chance, recalibrated. Yes, they've they've shut out teams um, late in games,
2: not let them come back. That kind of thing. Um, you know, because they struggled to close that door in the first half of the season when they lost all those guys. You remember, Josh was giving them the lead with two minutes left. And they just they couldn't call the defenses they wanted to. When they did call them, they got nicked. Um, and they couldn't close those games out inside two minutes, and all they needed was a field goal or if they needed a touchdown, whatever it was, they got a yeah. score to win the game. Um, four of the six losses this year have been on those kind of scenarios for the Bills. So you think you know, the injuries to their defense were huge in where they sit now in the standings. But mm-hmm. overall, pick, big picture, it's something to think about how these defenses around the league really – Morphed from, you know, missed tackles, poor tackling, missed assignments, bad, you know, bad angles, all kinds of defensive miscues. Now those have all been cleaned up as the season has worn on, and you're you're getting some pretty good
5: defenses again.
1: Let's jump back on the phone lines and go to Mike and Alden next. What do you got, Mike?
5: Hey, how's it going, guys? Um, I just want to touch on something quick. Um, uh, the other day, I heard I think it might have been Joe you know, he had brought up. I mean, a lot of people are questioning. You know, why? Where's Diggs? Where's Diggs? And uh, to me, it's a it's a pretty simple answer. I mean, um, from what Joe Brady said, he said that each and every every before every game, he, he looks uh, with each team and finds quote unquote where's Waldo, meaning where is the weakest link in this team. Um, and I think that has a lot to do with why you're seeing Davis one week and James Cook running his his, his tail off the next week. Like, I think that has a lot to do with it. And, um, and if that's the case, then uh, maybe this week we can see a little bit of Andy Isabella. To see what you guys think about that.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think the only reason we saw Leonard Fournette was because Ty Johnson was hurt. I think there was one exception where we saw Andy Isabella where there really weren't too many injuries on at the receiver position. It's more of a special teams consideration. Well, that too, and I I don't know. I just kind of see Andy, and I like Andy, don't get me wrong, but I kind of think the coaching staff sees him as an insurance policy in much the same way they see Leonard Fournette as an insurance policy for their offensive backfield. I don't know if they're ready to craft a game plan or even a specific package of plays for Isabella. I could be wrong. Maybe it happens this week. Who knows? Um but I kind of view Fournette and Isabella as insurance policies of depth for this roster, not primary pieces to exploit an opposing defense. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. I, I think it's, I've seen
2: something floating around on my timeline a little bit about the thing called Hockham's razor, which is when you're looking at something, you can't figure out what's going on. The simplest solution is probably the one that's the most accurate. And I think, with this offense, the way it's looking with the Bills. I think what you said, uh, Mike, from Alden is probably right. You just look for the weakest link, and wherever that guy is, that's where you're going to go with the football. Well, and that's
1: how Joe Brady often crafts his game plan.
2: Yeah, and so you got Josh back there, and you're looking for a guy, and whoever happens to be lined up on the guy gets the ball. And the defense dictates who
1: they're matched up against. So this last week, all of a sudden, Gabe Davis is the guy. Because Michael Davis was the target, the corner, who was a backup, Playing on a you know your quote unquote number two outside receiver maybe
2: that's the way it goes and and what'll happen this week uh, may decide that now a team like New England may anybody may do this they, or the defense says listen they're finding our guy we got so let's put him somewhere different every and give him some help so he's not alone so they'll do that if they think a guy's getting picked on they'll hide their defender as well or give the guy some help make it easy on him. Uh, so there's that part of the equation too, and mm-hmm. then you got to look off that guy because he is covered, even though he's on your their weakest defender, and somebody else has to win. It's just that simple. Yep, somebody else has to win, and that's when you start spreading it around the other direction, giving it back to Diggs and back to Gabe Davis and back to James Cook.
1: Let's go to Jim in Rochester next. What's up, Jim?
6: Hi guys, pretty good timing because I I was thinking to go in the opposite way, like you were talking. Who's who's playing? Who who's the matchup? And to me, I know everybody remembers a couple of years. I think it was two, maybe three. Miles Bryant. I think we got to go against Miles Bryant. So I'm assuming that Shakir would probably be the one to
5: most go against. It was McKenzie a couple of years ago. I think that's he had right. 11 catches against Miles Bryant. But uh, to me, that's that's the matchup. Because I watched Bryant last week, and he's still—he's not. But I don't yeah. know why he's still around. He hasn't
1: gotten any better. <laughs>
5: no. Yeah. But, uh, no, that's a good I point.
1: That, that's a good point, Jim. And I, you know, I—that's valid. That's a valid point. Um, you know, you're you're always looking for mismatches. It's a matchup league, as we say all the time. And Bryant has had his share of troubles with Bills receivers and receivers for other teams. Quite frankly, right. right. So. Yeah, that, that could be a problem matchup for the Patriots. Absolutely. Yeah, and, and
2: yeah, it remains to be seen with how the Bills view the Patriots' defense. Um, we don't know. They may come in thinking, you know what? We may be able to run against these guys if we tweak our scheme up front just a hair, and we'll have a chance. Um, we'll see. Or it may be that you know what this is a Josh game. We're going to put the, we're going to probably throw this end up throwing this football about thirty five times this week. That kind of thing. Um, but the Patriots are a really good defense. Really good. The one thing that I would hate to see is for us to turn it over a bunch like we did against New England. I mean against uh, L.A. Chargers.
1: No, they did turn it over against New England too. Yeah, Not to that degree, but. Like they Those are crush the,
2: the turnovers are crushers. So
1: they're equalizers for teams that very are not much, as good as you. Very much so. Very much so. As we saw last week. And as we saw in the first game against New England. Let's go to Mark in West Seneca next. What's up, Mark?
5: Merry New Year, guys. Happy New Year. Yeah. Hey, uh I, I got a comment I want to answer a question and then I got a a compliment for you, Brownie, uh, if you'll allow me. Um as far as the game goes, I'm looking for our tight ends to step up. Um, but primarily out of 11 personnel. Uh, I'm looking for them to maybe have a combined over 100 yards in receiving, maybe each have a touchdown in the red zone and along with that. Hopefully that opens up uh, digs to get roughly the same, about 100 yards and maybe a reception and touchdown. And the reason I want to see 11 personnel may, uh, primarily is I don't want to take Shakir off the field. I think he's really starting to develop a rapport, especially in big situations with Josh. So that, that's what I'm looking to see what they they do uh, this week against this team, and I really think uh, you've already expressed their corners can be vulnerable. And the the compliment I'd like to give Brownie is um, I'm amazed. Uh, I'm a, I'm 65. I grew up listening to Van Miller and then Murph, two of the best ever. Um, and you have stepped in seamlessly. And as I've gotten older, because I'm a diabetic, I've now started to experience. Some vision issues. And in a day and age where play by play guys in all sports seem to want to talk over the game and give you irrelevant information in the moment, you do a great job at painting the picture, who's on the field, formations, uh, where the ball's going, and it's really easy between my vision to see the game and listen to you on the radio, I I just want to give you a compliment because I think you've stepped in and you are continuing and every week you do a great job. All right. So I want to thank you. I want to thank you for that.
1: Yeah, well, that's very okay. nice of you, Mark. I appreciate that. Okay. Thanks very much. Uh, Thanks, guys. appreciate you taking the time to let me know.
5: Uh,
1: yeah, just trying to do the best job I can. And I'm glad that it's helping you view the game, even though your vision is not great. So that's what radio is there for. It's it's a different medium than television. That's why you got to call it differently yep. on the radio than you do on TV. Exactly. Good stuff. And also,
2: you're right. Uh, we don't know the extent. It seems to have limited him a little bit. But Dalton Kincaid had he went down with a shoulder and was a little limited a couple of weeks ago. He still doesn't seem like he's back a hundred percent. He might be gutting it out, but I don't know. We he, whatever the injury report says.
1: Right. And the other, I think the other part of that too, though, is you know Dawson Knox is now. Got a few games back under his belt coming back from the wrist surgery. Made a big catch on that last drive against the Chargers on Saturday. And I think he's starting to kind of feel it again. Do you know what I mean? Like, You can speak better to this than I can, Steve. You know, you miss time. You're out of the lineup for a few weeks. Maybe that first game, you're just kind of trying to get your sea legs back under you again. And now I think, you know, the last few weeks you've kind of seen him Pop up and you noticed him a little bit more, whether it's the passing game or even the run game blocking. And I kind of feel like he's going to be hitting his stride at the right time here. And I've said all along with Kincaid now in the mix, I no longer expected Dawson Knox to be a volume target. But I certainly expected him to be a red zone target for this football team, like a touchdown right. catch guy for them, right. just due to his size, his physicality, all of those things. And I think the wrist surgery and the injury got in the way of that this year. It kind of compromised that. I'm hoping that there's enough time left here in the regular season for him to really kind of ramp it up and become what I thought he was going to be for this team on the offensive side of yeah. the ball.
2: You're right, though, that in the last couple of weeks the tight ends have kind of disappeared all the except for a couple of exceptions where there were, you know, in that last, in that game, this last game, the Charger game, every catch in that game by everybody seemed really ultra important because they were in touch a tight game. So, uh, yeah, I, I think for me, it has been a struggle for me to get my mind around how the Bills want to use two tight ends. And certainly Kincaid has earned a spot on the offense, and Knox has been, a great blocker in the run game, which has emerged, and also he's always been, he's dependable. Remember when he's a rookie, dropped everything. Now he doesn't. Uh, and he's back healthy, and he's a red zone presence, like he said. So both these guys have a really good skill set that you can use offensively. But like you alluded to, and like the caller alluded to, um, if you're going to put both those tight ends on the field, somebody got to sit down, and usually yeah. it's Shakir. Um, it's a problem. It's a good but problem. You got to com- Yeah, you got to commit to two tight ends if you want those guys on the field, uh, and you got to find a way to. And it- yeah, so if you go strictly on production in the passing game, it should be Gabe Davis coming off and, and Shakir staying on, right? So, um, but they've never shown the desire to do that either. No, Davis usually has the most snaps He's got, of anybody. He takes of- more snaps than anybody except offensive line. Yeah, and Josh. Interesting. So it is interesting. But I think that two tight end thing, we still haven't seen the true identity of
1: how they would want to use them. We saw it early in the season with a lot of success. Remember, the first four weeks, they right. had more 12 personnel than anybody. Right. And it was working. And then Dawson has the injury, and things have to change for obvious right. reasons. Um, they haven't gotten back to what that looked like at the beginning of the year. Maybe it That's right. takes on a metamorphosis and looks like something different here down the stretch. Break time for us when we come back. Mitch Morse at the post-practice podium will have his comments for you next. Here on One Bills Live, presented by Collider Health, it's Buffalo Bills Radio. Blood donors with Connect Life in January will receive an exclusive Buffalo Bills winter hat. Connect Life has blood drives located across western New York to make donating easy for everyone. Be part of our life-saving team and donate blood with Connect Life. Visit connectlifegiveblood.org to make your appointment today. best part about giving the blood, it's get free snacks after, man. <laughs> Munch down on a sleeve of Oreos. It's there like, go. let's go. Look at you. They're like, make sure you got enough sugar back in you. Mm-hmm. Build up your blood supply. Mm, yeah. Uh, that's the best part. You're drinking yeah, yeah. grape juice. and It's like you're in second grade again, man. It's snack time second <laughs> It's like, it's like second somebody's grade. birthday party in second grade. <laughs> it's <right>? awesome. <laughs> that's the best part. Uh, I'm telling you. Uh, yeah. Uh, we've got some post-practice podium sound. We heard from Josh Allen in hour number one. Now here is the guy that snaps him the football. Bill's veteran center, Mitch Morse.
6: So uh, Josh has 40 touchdowns combined. Got two more rushing last week. What do you think of him as an MVP candidate?
0: Uh, I mean, I might be a little biased. But he, uh, I mean, he he's a reason why our offense has any bit of success. And uh, on that merit alone... He's got my vote. Last week, we were making a big deal
4: about, about James Cook, and rightly so. This week, you needed Josh to be Josh um, in, in, in many ways, not to, not to take away some of the plays that other other, other, other contributions. But how important is that to know that when, when you need Josh to be Josh, he
0: is there and he can pull out something like that kind of last-minute drive? Yeah, it's you become... Numb to it because you're so used to it. Uh, the guy is just when the pressure's on and his number's called and needs to bail us out of a peculiar situation, he seems to do it more often than not. Um, we're just very fortunate to have
6: him. With, along those lines, the play to Shakir on the last drive. I mean, obviously, they bring a zero blitz. So you can't yep. block everybody. I think there are five guys out in the pattern anyway. So I'll just is that one of those where you say, well, we another play we didn't give up a sack on that one?
0: Well, it's one of those plays that he bailed us out of, uh, for sure. Um, I, for my part, communication wasn't the best to give him at least an opportunity to, uh, I mean, I think there's three guys in the backfield. Um, you know, you'd like maybe one or two. But he found a way, as he always does. and it, you know, We were in the moment, so we were just kind of worried about, what the next play entailed but that was one of those plays after the game where you were just you're glad that 17 wore a buffalo bills jersey
6: the uh chargers you know like they do with mac is an outside linebacker. you know 34 they they played the five-man line yeah. a bunch did you guys feel like it seemed like you adjusted and managed obviously the blocking's a little different sure
0: uh yeah well we, we understood that they, there was a chance that they were going to run a lot of base people, five bigs. You know, they, they let go one of their big guys before the game, so we didn't know if we were going to get more nickel or not. Uh, they stuck to it. They stuck with their personnel and base, and I thought they had some very productive uh, defensive stops and schematics. So more often than actually making schematical corrections, we just had to make, make technique corrections for ourselves so that we could execute against that.
6: In the past, has run that five-one yeah. look, which you've seen a lot. Or I mean, they do everything. So I mean, have they? Have you been seeing their five-one look? I've they're, seen everything. everything. Yeah. And
0: New England is the one thing you can expect is not only the unexpected, but uh, how multiple they can be. It's just a fantastic football team that really uh, starts with that defense. And then
6: against the run yeah run defense yeah just
0: uh remarkable
6: team yeah what i mean what stands out out, yeah i don't know if he's listed as 330 i don't know what he weighs
0: right yeah i just i think uh it starts with their interior um not only eating up blocks but keeping gap integrity i think they do a phenomenal job of keeping gap integrity understanding how offensive linemen are trying to play them not only before the game but during the game uh I just have the utmost respect for how those guys play, and for us to have any success, we're going to have to compete. If this is Bill's last, Bill Belichick last year, William Pitts, might might it, might it, might
4: might
1: it, might you, what might your thoughts be after the game if this
0: is his last time he's tortured? Well, the one thing I've learned in this league is to expect the unexpected. So I'm going to, until I see that. He's been one of, the mo- and, and one of the most frustrating guys to play against because he's just such a masterful mind on the defensive front. Uh, very, the utmost respect for what he's done and what he's continued to do. Sean says that he's seen Josh
6: among other players step up
3: emotionally over this last month when things were kind of tough. Josh kind of talked about, you know, he had the John Wick quote that he said he feels back. He won't say his demeanor has changed at all, but have you noticed an emotional side or anything different from Josh as he's led this last
0: month? Uh, No, there wasn't like some big switch that flipped. Uh, I I can't say that. I I would say that he was consistent. I mean, he was just a consistent guy. Came in consistently and um, emotionally, I mean, was the leader of this team consistently. Making sure we're on our p's and q's, especially if like we, you know, our, our attention gets sidetracked every once in a while, he's the one to make sure that we're on our stuff, especially in these walkthroughs. So, not so much a change, but just consistent. I know
3: Josh talks about it too. Winning's more fun. <laughs> like all this talk that was like, "What's going on?" Like I think yeah. that does that play a part of it too of Josh being like a big kid again.
0: Well, uh, winning, winning, it makes a, everything a lot more fun. Uh, I guess that's just a, a kind of a, a coarse moment, but um, yeah, it was fun to see as you know, as a jubilant self, and that's easier to kind of carry in your back pocket when you're winning. So, appreciate, you guys. Thank you.
1: All right, that's Mitch Morris addressing the media this afternoon after their walkthrough practice. They will have more of a full-scale practice tomorrow. It's kind of been the M.O. the last few weeks. You get down to the back end of the schedule. Bodies might need a little extra day to kind of recover properly, having played 14, 15, 16 games. And they'll be back at it, more regular-style practice tomorrow. Uh, We want to turn to the tweet sheet, which we have yet to crack today. Tweet sheet brought to you by Corrigan Moving Systems, the official equipment moving company of the Buffalo Bills. Whose turn is it next to be highlighted in the Bills' offense? We've seen different guys taking turns each and every week, seemingly. Harold on the tweet sheet says, it's Stefan Diggs' turn. The Patriots will try to take away the last two weeks' playmakers in Cook and Davis, leaving Diggs free. Diggs loves to tell the Patriot fans that will be in attendance what he thinks about them. Okay. There's people trying to speak it into existence here, Steve. A Diggs yeah. breakout game. Yeah. I, okay.
2: I'm, I'm-, I'm here for it. I, you forget, Diggs been here four years. What in the in the time that Steph Diggs has been here, the Bills have played extremely well against the Patriots, with it with few exceptions. The wind game would be the one I can think of. This mm-hmm. one, the one earlier and this the week season, week seven game, this week year. Seven, seven game this this year. But for the most part, this is a, a team that the Bills have handled. Uh, surprise, you know, it's a surprising. Them in a couple, right? It's it's surprising to say that um, given their dominance with Tom Brady in the helm, but. Diggs doesn't have any of that scar tissue that we do. This no. is just another game for him. This is not the this is not, you know, the evil empire like it is for so many Bills fans. Um, so he yeah, he's like, give me the ball, let's go. Um and he has no problem telling the Patriot fans that, which is <laughs> a refreshing change to see a Bills player be able to do that. So I'm he may be the guy this week. Certainly he doesn't have any of the angst or scar tissue that the the Bills mafia does and it, it
1: shows in his play yeah no question about it Carl on the tweet sheet says my guess is a big game for the tight ends probably more Kincaid or Cook in the past game watching New England the past couple of weeks they seem susceptible to the short to mid-range catch and run so maybe getting Cook in space uh, make a defender miss and then you know you're off for a lot of yards after the catch after that and the Bills have been noticeably better in yards after the catch this season. They've been in the top ten almost the entire season yep. in yards after catch. So, yeah, that could be a good Which has approach, been Carl. a big difference in their offense this year than it yeah, has been in recent past. they've so. been in bottom three yeah, in yeah. yards after the catch in previous years. So it's a it's a marked improvement for sure. We'll take a break here, but some final thoughts on the tweet sheet when we return. Here on One Bills Live, presented by Kaleida Health, it's Buffalo Bills Radio. All right, welcome back to One Bills Live. Chris Brown, Steve Tasker with you. Some final thoughts on the tweet sheet where we're asking you whose turn is it to be the next highlight player in the Bills offense. We had several taking turns the last several weeks. Gabe Davis, the latest major contributor in the win at L.A. last Saturday. Bills by a billion says Cook again. Pats are 19th in the league against wide receivers. They're third against tight ends, so no DK, Knox, or Shakir. And we all know Belichick loves to take out our number one receiver. They're also seventeenth against the run. Uh, I don't think they are. So Cook will be setting up the sweet twelve-yard pies all day. I think Cook has a better chance to help in the pass game than the run game. Quite frankly, it's the number two run uh, defense in football. Yeah. Um, yes.
2: Um, on aver- the average per play is not that great, but the overall total is. Um, really good. And it's like, you know, we had Dan Orlovsky on yesterday and he said, you know, this Patriots team is kind of the same way they've always been. They'll give you all, you can, they'll give you yards for Christmas. They don't care. But when you get down close and when you're going to score points, yeah, red zone. you can't, you can't budge. They can't be budged. So you may get some good runs out on the field from James Cook and all of that. But I think if you really want to do it right, get over midfield and then take some shots at the end zone, see if you can get in without yeah. going to the
1: red zone. Joel on the tweet sheet says, hoping it's Diggs. His lack of production recently has been concerning, but I'd also love to see Shakir take another step. Allen had so much success throwing to Beasley, would love to see Shakir take over that role. How likely do you think that is? Maybe if not this year, like in the next year or so, see Shakir maybe grow into that Beasley safety valve role. I think he's there now, as much as that role
2: exists. Um, I think, you know, I think Dalton Kincaid is there. I think that is as much of it as anything. And James Cook has also taken over some of that outlet role for the team as well. So whatever's left there as a slot receiver, I think Shakir has proven himself to be really trustworthy and has made some big catches of late. So, I, yeah, I'm for me, that's already happened.
1: Last one from Michael on the tweet sheet. Once teams fear the run, Dawson Knox and Dalton Kincaid are going to eat Mark my words. <laughs> okay. Well, it'd be nice to give the Patriots a taste of their own medicine and double tight end them to death. Yeah. Including, nice. like, some touchdown catches and stuff. I'm all for that. Sign me up. Just, yeah, just hang a big number. That's it for us here on a Wednesday edition of One Bills Live. We'll see you tomorrow, same bad time, same bad channel, at 1 p.m.